Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, an elder, a volunteer, a college student studying ministry, Ministry in Motion is here as a resource for you. And we're thrilled that you've joined us. Today's topic is a very significant one. Today we're looking at surviving through personal tragedy. Pastors, Christian leaders, people involved in ministry are not immune to the hardships and the struggles of life. And today's guest, Dr. Carlton Bird, who's speaker, director for Breath of Life Ministries and also senior pastor of the Oakwood University Church, has experienced this and more than survived. God has continued to bless him. Carlton, thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Now, tell us a little about your family, Carlton. Well, I'm grateful to the Lord for my family. Uh, married to my lovely wife, Danielle. Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle and I will have been married in, in one month. It will be 17 years. Congratulations. So I'm grateful to that. In one month from now, it'll be 17 years. The Lord has abundantly blessed us. We have three beautiful daughters. Mm -hmm. uh, our oldest daughter is 13. Uh, next daughter is 11. And then we have a little baby nine months old. Wow. So we're praising God for our three girls. Amen. Now, Carlton, you've been very effective. You're very gifted as a, an evangelist, as a pastor, in many respects, an outstanding preacher. Many areas of ministry God has blessed and, and been very good to you. But you have suffered a, a tragedy. Yes. Would you be kind enough to tell us what happened? Yes, Anthony, it was September 25, 1999. And uh, it was on this date that my wife and I uh, were headed from Nashville, Tennessee, where we were currently pastoring, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where we pastored prior to going to Nashville. Uh, it was a church anniversary celebration Sabbath. We were looking forward to attending our four and a half month old baby girl, our firstborn was with us and we were very, very excited about going. Uh, we woke up early Sabbath morning uh, to go and travel about 200 miles. Uh, and so we figured we'd leave early enough and we'd get there to be able to preach the word of God and fellowship with the people of God. Mm -hmm. um, as we started on our journey, we lived in the northern part of Nashville and so we started out on the interstate and our car was giving us a little trouble and um, it had been giving us trouble all during the week but I thought it'll be okay we'll make it it'll be fine yeah. uh, hindsight's 2020 you get older you get wiser uh, you always say I woulda coulda shoulda yeah. done something differently but uh, we could have rented a car borrowed someone's car but we, we said we'll drive ours. What was giving us trouble? We got to the south end of Nashville and it was there that we were like, no, we can't go any further. This vehicle, I've got my wife, our firstborn baby girl, I can't do that. Yeah. So I stopped at my head elder's home uh, and we swapped cars. He and his lovely wife said, you can drive our car. It was a, a suburban, an SUV. You can drive this vehicle and uh, you go ahead and drive it and uh, keep your car here and we'll be okay. Which is a generous thought. Right, yeah. and so we swapped our things out of our car, 
mm -hmm. and we placed them in his Suburban, the SUV. And I was driving, my wife and our daughter, they were in the next row of seats, uh, in a car seat strapped in, my wife strapped in, myself strapped in, and we were on our way mm -hmm. to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, about 20 miles outside of Tuscaloosa, before we got there, we had gone from Nashville, passed through Huntsville, passed through Birmingham, Alabama. About 20 miles from Tuscaloosa, uh, Alabama, there would be something that would change my life forever. Um, 20 miles from Tuscaloosa, the SUV we were in, uh, we're told, uh, began to flip. And the next thing I knew uh, was I was laying in the median of the interstate. My wife was laying in the median of the interstate and our four and a half month old baby girl. They were all laying in the median of the interstate. Our little baby girl wasn't moving. Uh, she was just lying still. My wife was crying. Yes. Uh, she doesn't remember that. And I had just awakened to see all the ambulatory vehicles, fire truck, policemen, uh, ambulance, they were all around. And I remember a lady saying, do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? And I said, yes, yes, I do, I do, I do. And I could turn over and see my wife was laid out and our, our little girl and I had a big gash in my knee, it's still there. Uh, blood was mm. coming out and so an ambulance had to come to get our daughter. An ambulance then came and got my wife and I and uh, we headed to Birmingham. Our daughter to Birmingham Children's Hospital. My wife and I, we were taken to Caraway Hospital in Birmingham. I remember this so vividly. Yeah. On the interstate, traffic was stopped on both sides um, because in order to get to us, uh, the traffic had to stop. Uh, from there, my wife and I were in the emergency room, Sabbath, September 25th, and uh, our daughter was in the emergency room over at the Children's Hospital. In fact, she was placed immediately on life support, on a ventilator, uh, life support so that, you know, she would breathe. Uh, my wife said, honey, go on over to be with our daughter. I'll be okay here. You go on over and you be with her. So I left mm -hmm. and I went on over to the hospital, children's hospital. And there I was with our daughter. Uh, what a sight to see your little baby girl who was born perfect, you know, yeah. 10 fingers, two ears, two lips, nose, eyes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, there she was hooked up to all these machines. Uh, in fact, in order to uh, get to her head, her brain, they had to shave off all of her hair. She had a head full of hair. They had to shave it off so they could get the tubes um, to her head. Mm. Um, and there she was on life support, and that's what took place that fateful day. Wow. Thanks for sharing that story. We'd like to come back and talk to you about how you cope, how you manage, how do you survive living through that and what happened next. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is surviving and living through a personal crisis. Our guest is Dr. Carlton Bird. And Carlton, just before the break, you took us to the place where your daughter was on life support system, your beautiful four-month-old little girl. Tell us the story following that. So our daughter, Caitlin was her name, right. uh, was on life support. And my wife was still in the hospital, the Birmingham Hospital, Caraway, while I was with my daughter at um, Children's Hospital. Yes. Uh, my parents, my wife's parents, my siblings, my wife's siblings, our entire family, we all, they hurried. Because ironically, both my wife and I, we're PKs. So my father's a preacher, my wife's father's a preacher, so they had just completed service at their church, and then they get this news. So they rush and they hurry to Birmingham to meet us there. Um, so we had no immediate family outside of each other. Right. Um, so they had to rush to get their church members, begin to pour in, our conference president, uh, several pastors begin to pour in, and there I was with my daughter. Uh, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, the next day, uh, the 26th, my wife uh, said, I have to be over at the hospital with our daughter and with my husband. So she was in a wheelchair. They brought her over. Uh, we're staying at the hospital. Um, it's a tough situation. Mm. Uh, no change in our daughter's condition. Um, people were coming in to pray. Uh, there were some people that were coming in giving uh, remarks or commentary, and it really wasn't helpful. You know, you're young, you'll have more children. But I wanted that child. Of course. Um, just different things, you know. Uh, sometimes people in their wanting to be helpful they're very hurting, but as I've gotten older, I recognize just who people are. They don't, they didn't know they were doing anything hurtful, you know. It was with good intentions. Right, but it was, it was tough. Um, we had our daughter anointed. We prayed, and I must say, Anthony, I told people that would come to visit, if you don't believe that God can heal our daughter, then, you know, just clear yourself from the room because in this room we're believing mm. that God is going to raise her up because you know I went to the Bible and I said surely if God could raise up Jairus' daughter then surely he will raise up our daughter. Yes. Um, we had anointing uh, next day 27th uh, the doctor comes in and says um, there's been no change in your daughter's condition these 48 hours uh, he was the attending physician, mm -hmm. and then the presiding physician that day, they came in and they said they've agreed that if there's no change in our daughter's condition, that the very next day, the 28th, at noon, they were going to take her off life support. I prayed like I had never prayed before. Lord, deliver our daughter. God, raise her up. Uh, you've done it for others. You've done it in biblical times. Lord, do it for us today. Give us a modern-day miracle. Yeah. Uh, that day came, the 28th. And Anthony, I requested of the doctor when we went into the intensive care unit where our daughter was, if I could hold her. Yeah. Because I wanted to hold her uh, in my arms as her father. 
my wife was next to me in the wheelchair, our families were in there, and I just believed, uh, Lord's going to raise her up. Mm -hmm. You know, I serve a God, and in the name of Jesus, he's going to raise her up. 11.55 came. We're waiting to 12 noon. The doctor's placed in my arms. I'm holding her. And I just knew at 12 noon that she was going to cough, she was going to cry, and she was going to coo. Uh, but Anthony, unfortunately, uh, September the 28th, 1999, Caitlin, our firstborn daughter, she died in my arms at noon um, after they took her off the life support. She, she died. And I tell you, my friend, it was like the wind had been knocked out of me. Yeah. I cried, my wife cried, uh, painful experience, horrific experience. Um, the medical care team then, you know, asked us to leave the room and, you know, they took our daughter and um, we had to leave the hospital. And that was a long ride home from Birmingham to Nashville. Yeah. And uh, the same road, same road. And uh, it was just painful. Uh, even as I speak of it now, you know, years, yeah. years later, uh, 15 years later, I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. Uh, yeah. Just a tough experience to lose your firstborn in your arms. Thanks so much for sharing this story. One thing we're particularly interested in is how did you do it and how do you do it? Mm -hmm. The memory's still there. You're still recovering. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you cope? How do you survive? Okay. Let's talk about that straight after this break. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is dealing, managing, surviving a personal crisis. Our guest is Dr. Carlton Bird. And Carlton, you shared with us the, the tragic loss of your beautiful little four-month-old girl, Caitlin. What, what helped you? What continues to help you? When, when it first happened, did you take a sabbatical? Did you get some counseling? Did you have a mentor? What was your prayer life like? How, how did you do it and how do you do it and do it so well? Well, Anthony, um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I guess the better word is to be transparent. I don't sure. want to say honest because I'm not being dishonest. Yeah. Uh, to be transparent with you, um, I was mad at God. Okay. Lord, how could you allow this to happen to me and my wife? Yeah. Um, we are both PKs. We had sought in our lives to live according to what God would have for us. Um, I'd never drunk in my life, never smoked in my life. Things that we deem, you know, yeah. you, you shouldn't engage in. Mm -hmm. um, we got married, then had children. Yeah. Um, I was mad with the Lord. How could you allow this to happen to me? You see so many other people out there who live life with such cavalier feeling, who don't seem, it doesn't seem that the love for their children is all what it should be. Yeah. How would you allow this to happen to us, Lord? 
so I was mad at God. You were living life by the rules. Right. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, there was a period, a couple of weeks, I didn't want to go to church. I'm not interested in praying. Just, you know. Um, so one day, I'm in my, my office at home, and I open up my Bible. And I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but I opened up my Bible, and when I opened it up, it opened up to the very passage I needed. Mm. And, you know, sometimes God allows that to happen. He orchestrates that. And I opened my Bible up, and it opened up to 1 Corinthians 10. And there I went to verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. And so the temptation of forgetting God, forgetting ministry, all of that was there, mm -hmm. but it's in that text. The Lord showed me and pointed out to me that he was going to help me get through this. And all of a sudden in my mind, it said, listen, the Lord spared your life either one, because you weren't ready to go, or two, he still yet had a work for you to do, or three, all of the above. Fifteen years later, I can clearly say it was all of the above. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. Though I had grown up in this, I, I realized the rules weren't going to save me. Mm -hmm. There's only one name under heaven where I can buy, I can be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. And so the rules weren't going to save me. Regulations weren't going to save me. Not even religion was going to save me. But it was my relationship with Jesus that was going to save me. Shortly thereafter, that encounter, uh, our conference president uh, said to me and my wife, I'm going to send you all away uh, to get some counseling, you know, get some help uh, to help you through this thing. And that was one of the greatest things that could have happened for us. So often we try to mask or hide mm -hmm. what's really going on personally, a crisis we might experience. Uh, but that was one of the best things we could have done. And for a week we went and... Uh, we, we saw a counselor, met with a counselor every day. And through it all, I will never forget the counselor saying, do you want to become bitter or better? And my wife and I, we committed ourselves to becoming better. Wow. And there was a little song that he played for us. And uh, it was, Jesus, we're depending on you to see us through. Mm that we're going to become better and we're depending on you. And we went to Ellen White's writing, Selected Messages, book two, uh, where she says that just before the coming of Christ, just before the time of trouble, uh, there will be little ones that God has to lay asleep. And, uh, but at Jesus' second coming, Amen. when the dead in Christ shall rise, those little ones that have fallen asleep in the Lord, they're going to rise. Mm. And the angel Gabriel will take those little ones to their mothers. Mm. And so my wife and I always say, we don't want our little one looking for anybody else but us. And it, it's that text and that quote and that visit that during that time gave us much needed strength. Mm. 
15 years later, the Lord has abundantly blessed us. Yeah. Uh, we praise God because he's still using us as instruments for his work. Uh, we're humbled by that. The Lord has blessed us and not to brag, but it's just what he has done for us. Uh, the devil tried to take us all out, but mm -hmm. what God has done for us, 3,000 people have been baptized in our ministry since that accident. Uh, my wife and I work now alongside one another in the Breath of Life ministry. The Lord has blessed us with three additional daughters. None of them take the place of Caitlin. Yes. Uh, but when we get to heaven, there'll be a great reunion. Mm. Our three daughters now, my wife and I, and Caitlin, so all four girls. Um, Caitlin would have been 15. Kristen, whom I shared with you earlier, is 13. Uh, Kaylee is 11. And Carissa is nine months. And so I praise God uh, that you know, I'm able to sit with you today and be able to testify, and I pray that through this testimony, through my life, through my wife's life, through our lives, that we're able to give strength and encouragement to someone else and to let another pastoral couple know there's a lot of living a life. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a story. Yeah. But the good news is one day soon and very soon, Jesus is coming back. And we'll be able, when we get to heaven, to tell our story and how mm -hmm. God helped us make it over and make it to God's great heaven. Yeah. So be encouraged. Thank you, Carlton. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being so transparent um, and genuine with us mm -hmm. and being yourself. Thank you. Yes. And thank you for the help that you are, not only in supporting churches and being a, a powerful evangelist, but also being real to your colleagues mm. and others that are involved in ministry. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank you as well for joining us in this very special program of Ministry in Motion, where we've explored how a person, how a pastor can live through tragic circumstances. Perhaps you may not have lost a child, perhaps you've had a financial reversal, you've lost a close loved one, but it's not as though God is not with you. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to visit us further on our website for other resources, come and visit us. It's ministryinmotion.tv. There, there is opportunities to communicate with us further. As well as seeing all of the programs that we've produced, you can watch those 24-7 for free. You can share them with your other people involved with ministry in your local church. They're readily available there. But there's other resources. There's books you can download. You can even send us an email. And if you've been enjoying Ministry in Motion, you may be interested in subscribing to Ministry Magazine. If you're a pastor, send us an email. Tell us about your ministry, and we'd be delighted to send you a complimentary subscription to ministry. As well as that, we'd like you to know that we're here to support you and pray for you in your ministry. Ministry in Motion exists to support people in ministry, to equip them and to be a blessing to them. So once again, thank you for joining us for today's very special program. And once again, thank you, Dr. Bird. Thank you. And until next time, may God richly bless you. We'll be praying for you and bye for now.